What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Syndicates. Eddie, Vic, and John all back together again. We've been off the past few weeks, but Super Bowl is here. Super Bowl week. So we definitely couldn't miss this show. Wanted to make sure we got back together for it. Talked about the game a little bit. Uh, I don't know about you guys, man, but I'm pretty pumped about this year's game. Looking forward to an exciting one. Hoping that we don't get another clunker like we did last year. So uh, definitely looking forward to this one. How about you, John? Yeah, man, I'm excited. I'm ready to to watch the game. A little bit of somber mood this this week. Not like normal Super Bowl weeks because of the, the whole Kobe thing. But, I mean, you know, it's still going to be fun to watch. Can't wait for the game. Yeah, same here. Uh, I think it's going to be a great game, so I'm super excited because last year was a dud. But, yeah, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about Kobe a little. I'll let you kick it off, Eddie, and we can get into the game. Yeah, so I was just getting ready to go to the store on Sunday. And then, John, you actually messaged us in the in our group chat and said, this can't be real. Kobe died, and then I was like, no, this this kid, I said the same thing, man. I I couldn't believe it because especially how his name was in the news pretty much all that morning because of LeBron passing him the night before. Uh, I had figured it was some sort of hoax, something. But then you go on, check Twitter. You're like, damn, this is this come from TMZ. So unless they got hacked, then it's pretty pretty reliable source. And then you started seeing more tweets about it, more tweets, and then. The, you know, once I saw the Adrian Wojnarowski tweet, that's when I was like, okay, this definitely isn't a hoax. And it was pretty big bummer, I think, for the rest of the country as well. It seemed like everybody still talking about it. We're recording this on Thursday. So I know you guys, you guys both have girls, so you guys can relate to Kobe a little bit with uh, your family situation. So, John, where did, where did you find it out when you – first saw did you find out on twitter or somebody text you so so we got i got a i my fantasy group chat is you know it's still active and and i go in there and like it's not that active you know on on a sunday morning or sunday afternoon when this happened and like like 20 messages came through and i looked and the you know the first one i see is somebody screenshot a tmz's you know kobe passed one i'm like and everyone said the same thing. No, this is a hoax. No, this is a hoax. And, you know, then I started Googling. I started Twittering. I hit you guys up right away. Like, within two minutes of me seeing it, I went to our our group to see if you guys knew anything. And, and, and man, it still doesn't feel real. I did the same thing. I I, I, I messaged Woj, like, three times. I'm like, yo, man, let it, you know, talk to us. Say something. I was waiting. For, I didn't care what TMZ. I know TMZ was reliable. I just, like... I said they were hacked. I said there's they, they you know their 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 page wasn't loading and and whatnot. So, but yeah, man, when I saw Woj put it, and then you know everybody else kind of confirmed it. Then you know it 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 hit me that you know he really did pass away. I mean, it's crazy, man. Even when I see his name now, like you see the name Kobe Bryant, you don't think he's gone. It's like it's it's so it's so it still feels surreal to me that he's no longer with us. It's, it's, I can't imagine yeah. how this. Yeah how his family feels, you know, in, in, a, in a situation like this. But yeah, like you were saying with, with, you know, like I, I didn't cry at all, but you know, for, for Kobe, but uh, one of the ESPN anchors, Ellie Duncan, I was watching her live. I was holding my girl in my arm and my baby daughter, she was just born a month ago and I was holding her in my arm and, and Ellie Duncan did a thing on ESPN 
about Kobe and like how she met him only one time. And he's telling her how he wants, how he has four girls and he'll have five more girls and how he's a girl dad. And then like, she, she kind of got broken up about it when he, she started talking about Gigi. And then I, I got a lump in my throat and a tear in my eye. It was like, it was so wild. So, I mean, you know, God bless his family in, 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 in this time. So. I, yeah, I it's definitely it's still tough. rough situation. I think all around and I'm like you, I've, really can't think or can't even believe the fact that he's gone already it's it's just you see all the videos you're like oh yeah it's you know it's Kobe Bryant he's still here and uh it's hard to to imagine that he's gone Vic you're probably biggest NBA fan out of the three of us so what was your first reaction when you heard the news yeah it was tough man similar to you guys I literally thought it was a hoax I you know I, I even tweeted like this can't be real I, we all have a bunch of chats that we're like kind of like checking but then you're you're kind of scared to like find out the truth right and you're like hoping and praying that it's fake and then there's all these rumors that it's his whole family and then the rick fox this and that it, it was just crazy how like people in this world are so eager to like be first and post all this like crazy stuff and that's why you just keep holding out on the fact that maybe it's maybe it's fake right but yeah i've been i've been devastated man for me it hit me a bunch of different ways like I've been a huge fan of his. I've watched him since he was in high school. Uh, I've been in thousands of stupid sports fights with our friends like we all do because of like Kobe Jordan, Kobe LeBron. Uh, so a lot of great memories of just watching him hoop. And he impacted my life a lot, like Mamba mentality, all this stuff. Like, you know, I've told you guys this, like my parents passed away when I was pretty young. And, uh, you know, all, all that kind of stuff like helps you. Like you need something to like help you escape and, and get by, right? So that helped me. And then his second chapter, like having girls, like John said, that episode of Ellie Duncan just really broke me because as a parent, you put yourself in that situation, right? Like you think about it, like you're with your girl, like something like this happens, like, and that was the killer part. Like it was cool to see him just like transition from superstar to like super dad, right? Because then we can like relate to him because we're never going to be like ballers like Kobe, but you know, once you become a parent, like all parents are the same. You care about your kids. You love them. It's cool to see him like literally become a coach, like be so into it, put his daughters in the forefront. So it, it's just tough, man. I think that hitting people even harder was like not only like Kobe, but like his daughter and of course all the other families that are broken after this. So yeah, it's tough, man. I, I can't lie. I'm still sad. I've been wanting to, like, post something Kobe-related because, like, my friends know how much I love Kobe, but I, I've just been, like, kind of posting, like, videos and pictures because that's all I can do, man. I, I'm just sad about his daughter, sad about him, all the other people that passed away. So the the cool thing is, is, like, just it's bringing everyone together and how much impact he's had, like, people around the world. Uh, my cousin's in India. I know this sounds crazy, but, like, even they – know who Kobe is, they know who Jordan is, and uh, they even texted, like, so it's, it's cool, like, Philippines, you see all these cool posts and, and pictures, so hopefully his legacy lives on, and, and, and it will, because that's just, I think, the kind of person he was on and off the court, so. Yeah, I, well I, I agree, Well, very well said, and I'm not the biggest Kobe fan, I never really was, but, I mean, obviously you appreciate, I played basketball my whole life, so you appreciate you know, what he brings to the game and everything that he did for the game of basketball. And, you know, when he died, when they said he died, I just, it was one of those things where it's like, you're in shock. You don't believe it at first, but then 
afterwards. I mean, I just, I don't think I've ever been that impacted by like a well-known celebrity death uh, like that one. And I'd say probably it wasn't until Tuesday until you could kind of feel that cloud that was just over everybody's head start to kind of, you know, break away a little bit is when I've started to kind of feel that. But um, two questions I just wanted to ask you guys, because I know these have been kind of some things that have been talked about the past couple of days about it. Any other types of like celebrity deaths you can think of that relate to this or like had this kind of impact? Because I actually, and this is more so the sports world, but also you could think of, you know, just regular celebrities as well. I, I heard on Fox Sports this past week, you know, the NBA started doing NBA MVP, regular season MVPs in 1955. And only two of those regular season MVPs have passed away, Wilt Chamberlain and Moses Malone. Every single other one of those MVPs since 1955, still alive, except for Kobe now. So the NBA really hasn't lost too many superstars. And I think that's also a big reason why. But Vic, do you think there's any other type of celebrities or sports figures that have passed away early that have had this kind of impact? Not not on me, at least. I think, like, obviously, if Jordan passed or Scottie Pippen passed, I think that would be big for me. Walter Payton was kind of big, but, like, I was a kid, right? So I still didn't have, like – you don't have these kind of emotions as you do when you're like 41. Right. Um, and I think like I'm for you guys are a little bit younger, but like when a God, like, you know, I call him a God, like, cause he's not really a God, but like you see a, a Titan, like Kobe passed away, that kind of makes you feel like mortal, right? Like you start questioning your mortality and he's my age. And um, so I, I think this will have the biggest impact on me just because I've literally seen him grow up. I've seen him have a family and we're the same age. So, uh, but that's crazy that the, you bring up those two guys because didn't they also have Philly Laker kind of roots as well? So all three of those NBA MVPs, yeah. which is, which yeah. is kind of crazy if you think about it. I didn't even think about that. So you just mentioned it, but that me neither. that's, yeah. that's right. Cause I mean, the really, the, the only way I could kind of spin it to people was like, if you combined like Steve McNair, Sean Taylor type deaths with the popularity of like Princess Diana and Michael Jackson is what this one kind of is. Yeah, I feel like so. Uh, John, anything any that you can think of that had this kind of impact? I mean, not yeah. listen, and 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 I think anything has impacted us as much as even Princess Diana and even when Michael Michael died. I I don't think it, it was as as heavy as this. The only thing I could think of, and it didn't happen in our lifetime, was JFK. I yeah. mean, other, I mean, other than that, I, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's up there with Princess, Princess Daya and, and Michael Jackson, and, and, you know, I don't know, I didn't, I still don't feel like it because of the way Kobe passed and 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 the, and the crash. I mean, I know that's how Princess Diana died too, but I, I, I think this is the biggest one that 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 ever. Uh, that, that I've ever gone through personally in my life. So I, and, and it's, you know, I'm saying that now cause we're going through it, but even looking back, I didn't feel this way. I felt, yeah, I listened to Mike's music for that day, but I think after that it was kind of like done. I mean, Kobe has been four or five days and, and my group chat can't get over it. They're saying like, you know, yep. you know, a million different things of, of, of how this went wrong. So I, I don't think sports wise, this is the biggest by far. 
Even yeah. you know, I, I I didn't live through Thurman Munson or or um, help me out with Vic with the Pirates uh, outfielder Clemente. 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 You know, we didn't live through that. I know. I know. You know, they they, they weren't as. I mean, Clem, they were big stars too, but they they weren't Kobe Bryant. So I mean, I don't know. It's crazy. You know, yeah, I, I think it's ranking these things, you know, but it's, it's still it's still pretty wild, man. Kids, I, I think the kids aspect is tough too, right? Like there's so many different families. Hundred percent. Yeah. There three kid, not only his kid, who of course we all kind of knew. Like it, it's crazy. We don't know him, right? Like we've never met him, or at least I haven't. I don't know about you guys. Like, and he has no clue who we are, and like, but we knew them because they were on TV all the time, and like we we watched so many games in our lives times three hours times. You know, some of these people we've spent more time with than, like, maybe, like, our real – some of our family members. So uh, – but I think the kids' aspect was tough. Like, his daughter, the other two teammates, and then some wives and some hus- husbands, right? Like, you know, like, all these families are lost, like, affected. So I think that's another thing that makes this one just bigger than everything else, Eddie. Yeah, and I think with social media nowadays, too, that kind of impact makes it a little bit bigger and – you know, the news spreads a lot quicker and people can take to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and just kind of post their thoughts about everything. So you see it more as well. Uh, and then the next question I wanted to ask you guys is, I don't know if this is 100% true. It's just kind of something that I've read and heard in the past couple of days is that the families found out via TMZ as well. And do you think TMZ was in the wrong, if that was the case for reporting it so quickly or, no, I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off. Look, look so I, I, I heard that too, but then I read some, that guy from TMZ, the main guy, Harvey uh, Levin. He, yep. There's a there's an article on Yahoo. Kobe's family knew an hour before anybody. They broke the news 2.30 my time, around 2.23 my time. So that was uh, uh, 11.30 Pacific, you know, and it happened at 9.45. 9.45. But he said Harvey Levin. Eleven said that the police are the ones that he got the info from, which they never give that detail out. They mm-hmm. got the info from the from the from the police, and and Kobe's family knew for an hour. And Kobe's somebody from Kobe's family said, "Go ahead and, and run the story." So they yeah. knew for an hour. But now the other families, you know, the other families, we don't know if they knew or not. So, you know that that you know th- that's still sad. You know. Those are the people that were probably affected by TMZ more than Kobe's family. But according to TMZ, they Kobe's family knew before. Yeah, I heard the same exact thing last night. I was watching uh, that thing with my wife on the the royal family, and uh, I don't know. It might not have been that one. It might have been something else. But Harvey Levin did say he reached out to Kobe's people, and they told them they can go with the story, confirmed it, all that. Um, but I, I mean. If if it was the case where they hadn't known, do you think it, TMZ is in the wrong for posting it without families knowing? Yeah, about I mean, it. I mean, well, they. I mean, they did ask. So, but yeah, they. I mean, they still ran a story without all the other families knowing. But right, it's tough. Like, I see both sides of it. Right, like. um I don't know how to explain it, man. I've had someone like, obviously like, again, I've dealt with death, unfortunately. And it's like, usually like the doctor who tells you and, um, that to find out on the internet is kind of a shitty way. Like if not for Kobe, again, like 
like I think John said it perfectly, like not for his family, but like the other families. But at the same time, like we know TMZ, we've all like, we've clicked on TMZ before, like hate it or love it. Like you've gotten your breaking news from it. You've linked it and then passed it on to your friends. Right. Like, um, so is it our fault? Is it their fault? I, I don't know, man. I think, I don't have a problem with TMZ breaking the story. I do have a problem with like all the other people that were literally just making shit up so that they could get clicks on the internet. That was the worst. Yes. People making up the whole family's dead, like legitimately making shit up, like just to be first, just to get clicks. I mean, that's just ridiculous, man. It's not a game. This is like people's lives, you know, this is, not a movie or a TV or something. They're like looking cool. Like we all love breaking like trades and shit. And like, we're, we're the first ones to like, you know, link Woj's trade or Shams' trade on, on our group chats. And it's fun. Uh, but this is real life stuff, man. So that I, to answer your question, like, I don't know the right answer with TMZ. I, I just think like, is it our fault? Cause we've definitely like, you know, checked them out and we do all them. So they're just doing what they're supposed to do. But I had, definitely have trouble with like journalists people randoms just making shit up on the internet i agree 100 because i mean with tmz if they don't break the story somebody else will so i get the fact that they kind of have to go with it when they get the okay um but yeah like you said there's a big issue with you know all of the no i wouldn't say fake news but the incorrect information that was coming out about rick fox and kobe's whole family that part that stuff you definitely you, you can't get that stuff wrong. And I mean, how long we went three, four hours thinking it was only five people that died. And then they did the press conference and said it was nine. So yep. I mean, that alone right there, huge error. So yeah, it was just uh, quite the week in the sports world. And I think kind of put a little damper on the Super Bowl week leading up to it. I know Monday night when they did the media night, normally it's an exciting time. And it was just one of those ones where it was just, man, you can't even think about Super Bowl right now. So but we'll we'll kind of switch gears, start going over the Super Bowl. A lot of props this week, a lot of different things going on. So, uh, John, I know you said you didn't really have any props that you took a look at that you liked. Vic, what about you? You got anything in the props do you like before I kind of run down my list here? Yeah, there's a there's a few that I like. I would love to. I know that you've already hit a bunch, so maybe once we talk about it, we'll see. I have not officially like put in a play on the game aside or a prop. Um, but I figured it always helps to talk to you guys. So I do like the, what do you guys think about the Damian Williams uh, over rushing attempts? It's 11 and a half and uh, over the yards. I think he has a big game. Um, and those are two that I like. And I, I do like, there's one about George Kittle, one and a half more receiving yards than Travis Kelsey. I think those are the, the three that I, I really liked kind of sticking out. And then I was looking at Emmanuel Sanders over two and a half receptions. I think those are the first three I'm definitely doing, unless you've talked me out of it. Um, the fourth one I'm thinking about doing. So why don't you kick it off, Eddie, since you've already actually like placed bets down and then we can maybe confirm a couple for the listeners. So actually two of those that you mentioned are two of the bets that I made. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders over two and a half receptions. Perfect. That's one of them. Uh, reason for that is just because – a lot of the recency bias. You see Garoppolo only passed, what, 10 times last game. Yep. Emmanuel Sanders didn't do very much. Uh, 
And I think a lot of the, you can kind of say that with a lot of the Raheem Mosert props, they're pretty overinflated because of how big his game was last week. But I mean, the guy didn't even start last game. So uh, I didn't bet any of those under, but I think it, you know, be a better idea to take a look at his under props more than his over uh, Damian Williams. I did not touch any of his props. Uh, it's just too hard for me to guess what kind of game he is mostly because I think that 49ers are going to kind of control the clock. I don't know if Kansas city is going to be playing with the lead throughout most of the game. So I just don't know how much they're going to be running the ball. Uh, I also think Andy Reid wants to get LaShawn McCoy a couple touches in the Super Bowl as well since they go back for so long. Uh, and then that Kelsey Kittle run, I did bet it. I took it. I didn't get the plus one and a half. I did take it straight up, but I got Kittle plus 100 for more receiving yards than Kelsey. I think that is going to be a good one as well. So uh, okay. George Kittle, I like. And then a couple other ones as well. So uh, before I get into those, any others that you like since we're kind of just bouncing back and forth on the props here? No, I'm glad. I, I like your breakdown. I think the Kittle one is like one of my favorites just because, right, the, the Chiefs defense, they've been susceptible to tight ends. I think they've given up the six most yards this year, uh, whereas the, the Niners are solid against the, the tight end all season long. So, it, you know, across the board, like three or four of the biggest stats, they're like top five. So I think the Kittle one is the one that I'm most confident in. Um, if you can't get Kittle plus one and a half, look for Kittle plus 100. I think me and you agree on that one, Eddie. Uh, and I do yeah. like Emmanuel Sanders over two and a half receptions for the reasons you said. It's about minus 120, minus 130. So if you're out there, you get the juice. Um, I think it's worth it. It just depends on the game script, but a, a bunch of things you said. I, I think they're going to pass more. Um, he has kind of been overlooked. Uh, he's now, you know, he knows the offense. And if it is a, a, a situation where Casey gets up early, they're going to need to pass the ball a little bit to come back. So uh, I think I'm going to go with those two. Uh, I'll have a pick for the side in the game. But any other ones you like, Eddie or John, since you've been listening a little, anything you want to throw in? Man, I, I haven't seen it. I mean, I'm looking at the props right now as you guys are speaking. Uh, are you guys already in on that Kittle uh, Kelsey one? Yeah. The only reason why you're in on it already, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't want to start leaning the other way on you guys. But uh, Dan or Lasso, <laughs> Hello, was saying, that's, that's the fun about having this call, man. We need some uh, <laughs> devil's advocate on the other side. You know, what, what do you think? Why Why don't you like it? Dan Dan Orlowski was saying uh, he's the, he was the backup quarterback for the Lions. He's on ESPN. He was saying that the uh, 49ers are going to have a tougher time guarding K K Kelsey than than the Chiefs are going to have a uh, a hard time guarding Kittle. And I think, and he didn't say this. I'm just guessing. I guess I would guess Ty, uh, Matthew is going to be playing Kittle there, and uh, um, they don't really have somebody on the other side of the ball that's going to be able to guard Kelsey. They have a they got a safety and I can't think of his name when he wasn't in the game um, against the Atlanta Falcons the tight end Hooper just tore him up he's probably playing this week but they still they still you know somebody's gonna have to guard Kelsey on the 49ers and they don't have a designated person for him that's the only thing I'm throwing out there on that so probably yeah. not something I'm gonna get involved yeah. with probably not something I'm gonna get involved with but just with that 
you know, with his tweet and me watching that one game where, you know, they had a hard time with the tight end, I'm thinking Kelsey might have a might have a pretty good game too. Not that Kittle won't have a good game. I think both of them are going to have good games. It's, you know, it, it, it turns into a toss-up on, on who's going to have a better one. Yeah. Other props, guys, I honestly, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. No, you can go ahead. Finish with the other props. Oh, yeah. I mean, other props. I, I haven't seen other. I haven't really looked at. I'm looking at one right now, and I love it, but I don't want to give it out. It's it's a, it's a minus 370. You know what I'm saying? So there's a prop right here I'm looking at. Mahomes. Is 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 Mahomes going to throw a touchdown first or interception first? I don't how I don't see this guy throwing an interception in the whole game. So I mean that looks juicy, but I mean you don't want to ruin your whole day if 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 he ends up throwing an interception before before a touchdown. But uh, I honestly haven't. I'm I'm not really a big prop guy. We start talking about the games and the over under. I like the under first half, but you know we'll we'll get into that. You know, once we get to the games, so for sure. I think what yeah. we can do is, yeah. like, if, if we like a prop or we love a prop closer to Sunday, we can also tweet it out. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, just to kind of go back to the Kittle versus Kelsey thing, if you ever, I don't know, if you football or fantasy football on Yahoo, but they have like, if you highlight over the team, so in, which this team gives up X amount of points to the quarterback position. Yeah, something like that. Uh, So, like Casey, they give up the fourth most fantasy points to the tight end position, and San Francisco gives up the six fewest. So that was one of the things that I kind of saw. You can kind of use that to kind of base how teams do against a certain position as well. Um, So something I use for going off the props. But San Francisco does have like the number one pass defense in the NFL, which I think kind of plays into that. Um, Other ones that I bet. And I'll just kind of tell you the ones I like versus the ones I love. Mahomes under 0.5 interceptions. So basically, will he throw an interception or not? I got the under at minus 105. I don't think he throws an interception. He hasn't thrown an interception in a long time. Uh, He's usually pretty careful with the ball. I think in the Super Bowl, he'll be pretty careful with it as well. Um, The Kittle versus Kelsey one, that one I, I love pretty pretty good amount i put on that one um mahomes under rushing yards i got this under 34 and a half that one's kind of one i like i didn't put too much on that um mahomes over 1.5 passing touchdowns that was kind of one like john where it's a pretty hefty line now where i got it at minus 420 i think so i think it's up to like 500 in most books now uh, Emmanuel Sanders over 2.5 receptions. We talked about that one. Blake Bell over receiving yards uh, is at one and a half. A little bit juiced up, like minus 140. But I think it's basically will he get a catch or not? And I think he will. He's starting to get more targets throughout the past couple of weeks. I think since week 16, he's averaging like three targets, two three targets a game. So I like that. starting to use him a little bit more uh, is like the backup tight end. So I wouldn't be surprised if he just gets one catch and. You know, if it's five yards, hey, you're cashing that one right there. I like that. Uh, I'd, yeah, I say my favorite ones, though, uh, Dre Greenlaw, under five and a half total tackles. You're getting plus money on that one. It's like plus 110 right now. The reason I like that one so much is because now that Quan Alexander's back in the lineup, he when Quan Alexander's in the lineup, he only averages about three tackles per game. Actually, he never got over three tackles. This is from weeks two through nine, I believe. Um, 
So now Quan Alexander is going to play a little bit more. Last game, Alexander did play. Greenlaw got to six tackles, but I think you're going to see Quan Alexander's snap count start to go up a little bit more. Um, but I do like Dre Greenlaw under five and a half total tackles for that one. My favorite one that I bet is Demarcus Robinson under 24 and a half receiving yards. And the reason for that is he's kind of had a couple of drops in the playoffs. Seen it in the Texans game. He dropped, I think, three different passes. Uh, really easy ones that should have been caught. And because of that, Miko Hardman is starting to outsnap him a little bit. Yeah. And getting more and more plays on the field. So I think his snap count goes down. Um, also, when Tyreek Hill plays, his his numbers just plummet. Uh, because Tyreek Hill, when he was out, was when Demarcus Robinson started kind of going off a little bit. As soon as Tyreek Hill came back, totally different thing here. Let me find the stat here. Um, yeah, I, I really like that one, actually. I was I was looking at it yesterday. Um, and, and also the snap counts. Like his snap counts have all go down. And I think Herman yep. finally last week for the first time surpassed him. So um, that, I, I, I like that one for sure, man. Yeah, and, uh, I'm, I'm reading. Go ahead, John. What, what's the number you got on that? I got it at 24 and a half. I've seen all the way up to 26 and a half right now available. Uh, and then yeah, I've seen I as low as like 20 and a half. So it's kind of between and 20 and, and 26. Yeah. I see some like um, 26 in a couple books right now. Yeah, it, that number is really all over the place. I've seen, like I said, as high as 26. I didn't get it at that one because I don't think I had access to that one. But then I've seen as low as like 19 and a half, 20 and a half. So I think anything around 20 and a half or above, you're in really good shape. But uh, basically, just got it in the 14 games that Tyreek Hill and Demarcus Robinson have both been active. Robinson averaged 14 and a half yards per game, and then um, he hasn't even surpassed. 13 yards in nine of those games. So he just, he just doesn't see the field much. He's averaging about two targets per game when Tyree kills in the lineup. So he'll probably get one catch there, maybe 10 yards. And that'll probably be it. And like we talked about his snap count has recently gone down because of that one. Um, and then the last one I have, this one is just one I got recently. And I really like this one because I've read about it. Uh, Kansas city. Will they score first or will they punt first? And I had punt at minus 105. Um, you look at the past two games that they played in the playoffs, gone three and out on their first possessions each time. Um, I think against the – who was it? Who did they play last game? Oh, Titans. They had a penalty that set them back. And then in the Texans game, they just look real nervous. So they, they've come out in their first drive the past couple of games and just look really, really nervous. And, I mean, the Super Bowl is – the ultimate game. So talk about nerves. That's where you're, you're really going to see those nerves come out. And I think we're going to get a punt for Kansas city before we get a score in the game minus one Oh five. So those are the ones I like. Uh, the, the last three are probably my favorites. And then uh, Emmanuel Sanders, Blake Bell, we all kind of agreed on as well. So what do you guys think of those? Any of them that you really like or don't like in there? Yeah, I like a few. I like the Bell one. I like the uh, the Herdman over him. Uh, that was a good one. I do like the punt one. Uh, when we talk about the total a little bit, I wanted to talk to you guys about the first half because um, just low scoring. So I think it kind of correlates with that. So, yeah, I, I like a bunch of those, man. Okay, cool. I, I wanted to make sure I run it by you guys. How about John? I, uh, yeah, I was going to say, John, what are you thinking about him? 
I like that Blake Bell one. I think like Andy Reid always has this one play where you know they they got to get a few yards to to get a first down, and somehow some way that guy's always involved in that play. So it's always it's always like a wide open play to the flat or something like that where where, where Bell finds himself open. Uh, yeah, I definitely see him you know going over that you know one and a half yards for for a uh, for a um, catch. So I like that one a lot. Um, I haven't really looked at the, into the other ones too much, to be honest with you, to tell you. I like the uh, one that you – I was going to fire away right now at the um, – what's his name? Darwin uh, Robinson one. but uh, Demarcus Robinson? Demarcus Robinson. It's down to 20 and a – it's down to 21 and a half over here. Oh. The, under is, the under is juiced. Oh wow! Uh, heavily, yeah, yeah. That's so big. That's a big one because I got I got twenty six. That's crazy. Yeah, so you bet it, it at twenty six, or that's what you're seeing right now. I I bet it uh, literally while you were talking, like because I was looking at it last night and I, and I just bet it, but I have a local. Uh, I I don't know if we could say that on this uh, pod <laughs> in case, uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I have some uh, I have some uh, for fun online websites that I use. Yeah. Uh, so I got 26 under Deuce 130. Man, wow, that's crazy how big of a difference. John, what's your what's your price at? 20 21 and a half and you can get the uh you can get the 21 and a half and you can get the over even. Let's let's middle this. Yeah, yeah really. We, we should talk <laughs> about we do some uh, arbitrage <laughs> or something. <laughs> yeah, I was so I was telling my buddy last night I had, we have access to like five different sports books that we can bet on and there's so many props out there I wish there was like a computer program that you could write that would just find them and say okay the over on this one is plus 110 and the under on this one on book number three is plus 110 so you can just hammer those props but like I don't know if there's any IT people out there you could probably make a fortune they're, I, I think, like that. Yeah, they're already doing that. They're already doing Isn't that. Isn't that though. what that stinky guy does, John? Hundred percent. That's what he does. Yeah. That's literally what he does. Like he he has like different a bunch of different people he works with. He find like kind of arbitrages lines, finds the best value, literally just hits numbers. Uh, he has like programs and bots that like help out with it. So something maybe we should look into for next year, Eddie. Definitely. So. Um, but yeah, we'll come back when we do our picks at the end. We'll, I'll just kind of tell you the ones that I'll use as my pick of the week for the props. But let's transition over into the game now. Start with the total. I don't bet over unders, so I'm not going to bet this one. John, I know you were talking about the total a little bit, uh, possibly a first half over under. So anything you like on the total in this game? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, this is kind of square nowadays, but the, uh, the Super Bowl always they always come out a little uh, a little tight on both sides of the ball, so yep. that tech, that that helps out the uh, the defense the defenses. I know the four we already know the 49ers are going to run. You know, as long as they are not running for gaps of twenty yards like they did against the Packers, you know that clock's going to be running. And if and if Eddie, you're thinking like uh, you know. Chiefs are not going to score on their first drive, take a couple minutes off the clock. 49ers are going to just be running the ball. It's pretty high at 27. That's a pretty good number to catch if you get it at under. Uh, right now, it's the right now it's under 27, and it's, it's juiced way towards the under at minus 130. So I like the under in this spot in the first half. Um, 
not for the game necessarily, because I can see the Chiefs kind of finding themselves in the second half like they did at the end of the first half last week and into the second half. But, you know, 49ers are going to be running the ball the way they do. And, and if it takes the Chiefs, you know, one or two drives to get going, it's going to be hard to, you know, catch four touchdowns in that first half. So I, I, I like the under 27. I haven't played it yet, but I'm, that's probably what I'm going to be going in for is under 27 first half. It's going to be yeah, the I, play I'm putting in. I like that because most of the scoring in the Super Bowls are done in the second half. So if I had to, to bet, I would definitely lean that way as well for the first half under. Vic, anything you like on the total? Uh, so that's exactly literally what I what I liked and meant with your punt prop bet. So uh, with Chiefs punting first. So I agree with everything John said. I think t- teams usually tend to come out tight anyway. San Fran runs the ball. I think Chiefs are going to punt first, like you said. First couple drives, take it easy. All the scoring, we'll see second half fireworks. So teams kind of feel each other out. Um, so I, I love the first half under. I, I do have it at 27. It depends what book you're looking at. I have it at 27 uh, minus 120 under. Uh, there are some 26 and a half right now. So if you like it, I would probably hit it right now um, and then kind of wait. Um, I do like the game total under, but I'm just scared about the end fireworks. I would say it's shot up a lot. Maybe keep waiting. If you can get to under like 57, the under might be worth a shot. Uh, but I, I kind of also want to enjoy the game. So I'm going to hit a couple of props. I'm going to hit that first half under for sure. And that's probably the only bet I make for the total for now. Love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, now we'll go to the game itself. And we got San Francisco. I see like consensus is plus one out there right now. Uh, so San Francisco plus one, Kansas City. Uh, what I've seen so far with the numbers, and Vic, you can confirm this if I'm right or wrong. Most of the San Francisco bets are on the money line at like plus 105, and then most of the Kansas City bets are on the spread at minus 110. Uh, is that what you're seeing as well? Similar. So I'm looking at up to date right now, Sports Insights. Uh, for the spread, it's 60 40 Chiefs. For the money line, it's pretty, pretty even right now, okay. at least from what I'm seeing. So I'm seeing, uh, let me take a look. Let me refresh. So I got 60-40 for sure, Chiefs. And, oh, it just updated. You're right. Uh, you're looking at about 60-40 Niners on the money line. So, um, and that's with the public. Now let's look at the money. So the spread money is also coming on the Chiefs a little bit, 56-44. And then the money line money is pretty split 50-50, if that all makes sense. Yeah. No, it does. So, John, you were you were talking before we got on how you were leaning one way and then you're leaning back the other way and you're just been kind of tossing back and forth on this game. Who are you liking so far on this one? We'll let you go first. Really quick. I mean, whoever's listening, here's the thing. It's a Super Bowl, man. There's no there's no sucker or smart pick at this point. I mean, you just it's a one point spread. Take who you like. You know what I'm saying? So. I don't know. Am I going to bet with my with my heart or am I going to bet with my mind? and my heart is telling me you know i want andy Reid to win the super bowl you know what i'm saying the guy's been in the league my whole life and he's never won the super bowl and he's such a a smart offensive coach i'd hate to take them and he he pulls out one of those andy Reid games that that just drive me crazy where you know he he mismanages things so the 49ers i know they're going to be able you know they're going to have a a good game plan which you know kyle shanahan's the man offensively they're going to have a good game plan the uh, the defense is usually set up pretty well. 
my mind is telling me to take the 49ers. My heart is with Andy Reid. So, I don't know. I'm Chiefs right now, guys, but I'm not in. It's a, it's a one-point spread. It's not, you know what I'm saying? I'm not losing nothing. It's not going to three either way. So, I'm not betting this game till Sunday after I talk to a million people. It's a Super Bowl. I'm going to enjoy it. You know what I mean? So, at the moment, I, if you made me choose today, I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs for Andy Reid. All right. What do you guys think? So I'll go next because I already know where I'm going, and I'm going to be on the 49ers, and then we'll leave the tiebreaker up to Vic. <laughs> so <laughs> I like I like the 49ers. And it's one of those things, but I kind of feel the same way. Like part of me is tugging back because in my head, this is how I felt about the Titans game. I like, I really loved the Titans, but I was like, damn, can you really picture the Tennessee Titans in the Super Bowl? And I was like, no, I can't, but I'm getting 10 points, and I really think that they're a good team, and they should have covered that game. But that's neither here – or no, they were only getting 7 in that game. I'm sorry. They were getting 10 in the Ravens. But, I mean, I'm getting – I felt like I was getting so much value with the Titans, I had to take it. And in this game, it's part of the same way. I was like, can I really picture, you know, the ceremony that they do after the game, all the confetti raining down and Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo being up on there? Or do I more see Andy Reid smiling his first Super Bowl – Patrick Mahomes and I'm like damn I kind of see you know the Kansas City Chiefs in like my head when I picture that but at the same time I feel like the value is all on the 49ers I feel that uh they can really everything that they do well is Kansas City's weaknesses Kansas City I know they've gotten better against the run recently they're still not a great team defending the run uh, and also, I just haven't really seen any team that's been able to handle the 49ers this year and. I mean, you go to the game against the Ravens, that was, you know, sloppy, wet. You can't really put that one into consideration, I don't think, because of the conditions of that game. Uh, Seattle, when they lost to Seattle, I mean, that was a coin flip game. Went to overtime, they easily, easily could have won that game. And then also uh, their other loss against the Falcons. I think that was the one where it was just like a huge letdown spot coming off Baltimore and New Orleans, had the Rams on deck. That was That was a game that, you know, they, they could have won, but again, they did not win that. So uh, I think that was a huge letdown spot there. But just not too many teams I've seen this year been able to to control the 49ers. And I think now that they're healthy on defense, man, that pass rush is going to get all the pressure that they need to on Mahomes. And I think they win the game. So my pick is going to be the San Francisco 49ers. But take it with a grain of salt. Uh, I've been betting the Super Bowl since Indianapolis uh, play the Saints, and I think I've only hit, let me count here, one, uh, two, three Super Bowls in those 10 years, so I'm not the greatest when it comes to picking the game in the Super Bowl. So, Nick, you get the tiebreaker. <laughs> my record's worse than, my record's worse than that. <laughs> yeah, I think the, the three that I got was, I, I took Green Bay, I mean, in the beginning, I was obviously a square, so I lost Indianapolis, took Green Bay the next year, uh, my dumbass self flipped the Broncos and Peyton Manning against the Seahawks like five minutes oh before the game God. started. Even though the whole week I was telling all my friends how Seattle was going to smack the hell out of the Broncos. Um, and then I won the Broncos against the Panthers and the Eagles against the Ford, or the Patriots. Those are only three I've won. I Every single other one, I, L. I haven't won since Ravens. 49ers. Oh, no, no. I, I won Denver, Carolina. That was after Ravens 49ers, right? Yeah. Last one I won was Denver, Carolina. That was the last one I won. So I've yep. lost like a few in a row here. Sorry. Yeah. Man. Yeah, hey, Vic. Really quick, you... My first one, 
my first one, he said his you said your first one was Indy and New Orleans. Yeah. My first one my first one was Baltimore and no, Baltimore, New England and um and Rams when it was yeah. a 20 point spread. <laughs> and Ty Law picked it off first like second play and I I had Rams minus like 14 and it was 7 nothing New England. Anyways, I, what do you say, Vic? Oh man, that's awesome. Oh man, I, I can't lie. I'm exactly on the same boat as John. So my mind is telling me Niners. So I agree with everything that you said, Eddie. Better, you know, they've played the tougher schedule. They have the more balance. They they get the second most pressure in the NFL. They'll be able to do it with their front four. Those are the teams that usually win, right? The ones that can get it pressure up front, that can run the ball in the Super Bowl, that have the balance, but. I'm also cheering for Andy Reid. I'm exactly like John. Like, I think he's a good coach. Like, he's had awesome years, awesome teams. Mahomes magic. So it's like, it's tough. It's like, do you go with your head and you're like rooting for Mahomes and Andy Reid? Or do you go with your heart? I mean, your mind, sorry, flipped. But like, mind says San Fran, heart says uh, the Chiefs. So uh, if we have to make an official pick, I'll take San Fran. um, Just because I do think... Everything numbers-wise, you know, you can get a point and a half for a team that you think is better. That's probably the way to go. Um, but I like the first half under. I like San Fran, but I will probably be like John and literally wait right until kickoff to, like, make a pick. But I don't know. I don't know if that helps, Eddie. Uh, I think that does break the tiebreaker, right? Because um, officially I will take San Fran, but – I might just go small and enjoy the game because I, I do want to see KC win as well. Yeah, I I think we'll we'll leave it off for not making an official pick. If anything, I think we'll take that first half under for the for an official pick <laughs> because I think that's our our best bet probably that we agree on the most. Where I mean, I'm I'm torn like you guys. I mean, I'd say you know 75% of me says take the 49ers, but then there's also that little bit like I said where I can't really picture them winning the game and holding up the trophy in the end. So, um, yeah, I mean, we'll re- I guess like we'll leaning to the 49ers. In group chat. Yeah, I, I think we'll that's re- definitely a good idea. We should definitely message each other Sunday and kind of see where we're at, get a good feel for it. Um, I mean, there's still two, three more days until we get to the game. So a lot of research to be done. You know, 80% of the action is still not even probably in yet for the game. So we will I see. I got to see what but, all the – I gotta see what all of my everybody says on Sunday. Once once I get a feel for who I feel like are losers on Sunday, and they start all if they all start agreeing one way, I'll probably just end up going the other way. So, <laughs> yeah, we we need to might, we need to make our rounds and text text everyone. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> how I feel. We know that those guys don't bet till Sunday, three hours before kickoff at best. So <laughs> we'll 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 talk to them and see what they're like, and then if all of them are saying. Oh, I love Kansas City. No way they're gonna stop Mahomes. I I think then we kind of got our answer, but we'll see. So, gentlemen, it's been a fun year. I know we've uh, haven't been able to record as much as life gets in the way. John, congratulations again on the baby for thank you, thank you. Number two on the way. I won my here I won now. My fantasy trophy too. I don't know if if I I told you guys or not. I got a nice yes. uh, Super Bowl like trophy sitting in my house that my wife wants out but it's not going anywhere for a year it's not going anywhere for a year we, yeah uh, yeah we get a super bowl or we get 
fantasy rings in our our league. So, oh, that's uh, I, I want I want to get a belt, like a championship belt that we should get. But uh, have ten other people that have overruled me on that one. So, <laughs> wow, it, it's been an awesome year, man. Again, life's gotten in the way a little bit, but we gotta make some more time to just like hang out, talk. We gotta try to meet up this year. Congrats, John, on the little one. Congrats on the fantasy trophy. Wait until you're married a little longer and your wife, one day you walk in and your wife will just put together all your trophies and video games and like put it in a bag one day. And uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe five more years from now, uh, just a warning. But yeah, it's been great. Let, let's uh, end this season with some wins here in the Super Bowl. Let's right, do guys. it. All right, guys, oh. best of luck. And uh, hey, well, maybe we'll be back for some other games or March Madness or something. We'll figure it out. But if not, best of luck. Uh, enjoy all the games, and we'll we'll talk soon. Good luck, everyone. Good luck, guys. See you. See you. Later.